0: Welcome to the August second, two thousand nine edition of Take Him with You, the podcast that's spiritual, not religious. This week on the podcast, all sorts of fun things: Uh, another photo shoot, in plain sight, and more. That's right, this week I'm going to talk about uh, the podcasts I listen to, we've been having some majorly hot weather lately, how my farm town got bigger, and of course our big subject today, recovering from really tough circumstances, my wife joins me and we'll be talking about how to go on with life after being devastated by circumstances
1: he is starting to quote star wars Yay. and and he does it in character like he quoted luke skywalker recently when my uh, suv broke down in the target parking lot oh, no. and it was such a pain in the rear to fix it and david had to have it towed cuz i mean he's a pretty good mechanic but he couldn't fix this problem not in the parking lot so but later on our way home we were just so exhausted it was like nine o'clock at night and we're on our way home after him crawling around under this suv in the parking lot and getting his nice business clothes all oily and everything he still retained the humor enough to turn to me halfway home and say uncle owen this r2 unit has a bad motivator and i said uh, hey what are you trying to push on me you know you just earned your geek cred right there that's like quoting geek star geek wars cred. yeah definitely <laughs> he just <laughs> laughed what would
0: have been really funny is if while he was working on it you should have been like would it help if i got out and pushed
1: <laughs> <laughs> i could have but at that moment probably it was not a good idea not a it's... good idea <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And when you're not listening to this glorious podcast, we would love to have you listen to ours, the Anomaly Podcast. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com.
0: Yeah, you got to check out the Anomaly podcast. One of the many podcasts that I listen to, but very special in my heart. I love their podcast. Time to find out what's going on at Rick's house on Take Him With You. A couple nights ago we went out to Lake Sylvia, uh, a state park that's here, um, about 10 minutes from our house, and met some friends and got to play uh, guitar around the campfire with them. I had a great time. haven't played guitar in a little while. I mean, I played electric on that song that you heard a few weeks ago. Working on a new song, you want to hear it? Want to hear part of It goes like this. I wish I was a little bit farther away I wish I was a little bit further today Than I am Than I am But I know that you hold me In the palm of your hand But I wish I was a little bit further today I was a little bit farther today than I am I don't have it all formed or anything, but when I get it done, I certainly will record it and put it on the podcast. How's that sound? Well, let's see. Uh, all sorts of things going on in our house this week. What shall I talk about first? I don't know. There's just so many things. Uh, got to do a, another photo shoot. That was kind of fun. I went um, uh, up to a place called Lake Bay. It's um, oh, about an hour and a half Almost two hours away from here, and I got to go and spend some time with a family that I grew up with. That you heard me talk about, if you've um, listened to Green Fog and Electric Guitars or Sneaking to Church, you'll uh, one of the that's some of the podcasts that I've done. You'll hear about the Slater family, and they happen to be having their 50th wedding anniversary and hired me to come and do the photos for their party. So I went up there, and it was so fun to reconnect with a bunch of folks that I hadn't seen in 20 or more years. And I got to have a great time taking pictures of their family, and it was just wonderful. I had a great time. And you can see some of the photos that I took at their uh, wedding anniversary uh, over um, on my Facebook. And the Facebook is www.facebook.com Slash Rick dot Moyer, and then just take a look at my photo galleries, and you'll see the Slaters 50th wedding anniversary. I had a good time, it was very, very fun. Yeah, I like having my guitar here, it's kind of fun, isn't it? I get to play. I don't play enough, you know, I like playing it, it just soothes my soul, <laughs> even if it's just a few chords, you know, it's, it's just nice to relax and listen to something. Kind of nice, huh? Oh, hey, how many of you watched that show um, about the, um, oh, what are they called? You know what I'm talking about. No, you don't. On USA Network, they have a show called In Plain Sight. And they are the folks that take care of the Witness Protection Program. And uh, I started watching that when it first came on and didn't know if I was going to like it or not. But uh, our whole family ended up watching it. There's a few adult themes, you know, that they do from time to time. And uh, anyway, we really like the program. It's it's fun and uh, the character development is really good. And they just they do, they've done a great job at creating this great storyline that we're all trying to figure out what's going to happen next it's kind of cool uh, but I, I recommend uh, taking a look at it uh, it's called in plain sight on the USA network and I believe it airs on uh, is it Sunday nights I think it may be Sunday nights I'm not sure oh, anyway hey what podcast do you listen to besides taking with you do you have a bunch of podcasts that you like? I do. I have podcasts that I listen to every week. Wanna know my list? Wanna know my list. If you tell me your list, I'll tell you my list. You could send it. You can email it to Rick at takehimwithyou.com. I'd like to hear um what you listen to. Here's my list in the short. I listen to the Take Him with You podcast. <laughs> I also um listen to uh the Knights of the Guild podcast. I also listen to the Anomaly podcast. Very good stuff. Um, I listen, of course, faithfully every week to Rico Dosti's Treks in Sci-Fi, the granddaddy of podcasts to me. I really like that one. Um, What else do I listen to? Um, I used to listen to the science fiction... um, Oh, gosh. My friend uh, Doc used to do this really cool podcast, but he hasn't done one recently, so I haven't got to listen to any of that lately, which is kind of sad. I'd like to hear some more from him. Uh, But let me see, what else do I listen to? Sometimes I listen to the Joel Osteen podcast, um, a preacher that has this big, huge church, and he's real motivational. Sometimes I listen to him just to get my motivation on. (laughs) Let me see, what else do I listen to? On, Uh, Gosh, all sorts of different things. Uh, Sometimes I do Attic of My Mind when Rico puts out a new one. I listen to Jeff Job's um, Champ podcast once in a while. Oh, gosh. All sorts of them. Oh, Waffle On. I listen to Waffle On every single time they put out an episode. I've just recently been listening to my friend Tim from England. I've been listening to, um, what does he call it? Appy Times? Appy Times about apps on the iPod. That's cool. And that's a brand new podcast that's out. Uh, You know what I should do is I should just open up my iTunes and tell you what I listen to. And that would be easier because I know I'm going to forget somebody and they're going to go, You didn't talk about me. And then I'll be in trouble. I don't want to be in trouble. Who wants to be in trouble? Not I. Okay, there we go. Got it up here in the thing. Um. Oh, I listen to the official Lost podcast when they have episodes, when they're producing Lost episodes. Uh, Extra Life Radio I listen to with Scott Johnson once in a while. Not all the time, but um, sometimes I do. Um. And I think that's everything. So there you go. Those are the list of podcasts that I listen to on a pretty regular basis and I recommend them to you highly. Why don't you email me or send an audio comment in with the podcast you listen to and why you listen to them, and I'll air it right here on Take him With You because it'd be fun to have some listener feedback because I haven't had any in a long time, and I feel, I don't know what I feel. I just want some more feedback. That would be really nice. It would be. Man, it has been so hot here. You wouldn't even believe how hot it's been. I could play the blues. Oh, it's been too hot here. It's over a hundred degrees. Yeah, it's so darn hot out. My dog doesn't even scratch his fleas. This is really stupid, isn't it? But would you hand me another diet soda? on ice would you please come on singing the northwest blues now it's just so hot out here we don't get this kind of weather usually but hit over 100 degrees today uh yesterday supposed to do that again for the next few days it'll dry things out pretty good and turn things brown we're usually green around here but whatever we're surviving just turn on a lot of fans, get the air going. We don't have A.C. because we we hardly ever need it. So this is kind of really rare that we would have weather like this. Crazy. Yeah. to play the guitar more because I'm really bad right now you know when I practice every day I get good but uh, well not that good I'm not that good at it but remember this old song oh no 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 it went oh gosh I can't remember how to play it oh no maybe it was uh I think it was this woke up this morning and the sun was... Th- Remember that one? And then it went... More than a feeling... I don't want to do falsetto because I sound silly. Silly doing falsetto, so I won't. I'm telling you. Guess what? My farm town got bigger. Boy, this is really weird, isn't it? This is the weird Rick's house session. Uh, segment, <laughs> my farm town got bigger because I earned a lot of money. Make because I started. Uh, by the way, farm town is this thing you do on Facebook, and it's really it's kind of like a sim of a farm, and you do this cool stuff and you plant crops. And I did this video, and I've told you about this. It's now it's up to over like twenty three hundred um, views on MySpace and on um, on uh, Facebook. Uh, not Facebook, uh, YouTube, and put those all together. It's like over 2,300, 2,400 hits on it. People are really liking the video. It's pretty funny. But I got my farm a lot better now because I started growing corn over and over and over and just harvesting and then bought a little house and expanded my farm and found out that you could buy more real estate. So now my farm has lots of things. So now you can, uh, oh, McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Yeah, you could do that and, and I have a farm. It's called Take Him With You Acres <laughs> Okay, this this has been really weird And I'm glad that you are still listening You probably fast forwarded by now And I'm sorry <laughs> I better stop now because this is really lame Really lame Stay tuned next week for something better And my wife is going to be on the show here in a minute So that's always good um, Yeah, I'll be right back after this Hello
1: there, my name is Meds. And this is David Frost. You're not David Frost. all
0: right? I mean, this is Mark. And we are the... present Mark. Alright, get on with it. Okay. And we're the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. And we like to talk about... Crap. TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. Would you say it's crap? Some of it. Really? <laughs> Especially the British stuff. But we're already had a podcast about that, so let's move up on that. Unbelievable. You can find us at the http colon forward slash forward slash... Waffleon.podbean.com Do not smile when I say the word colon. I'm not! Time once again for words of wisdom on Take Him With You. This week we are in Proverbs chapter 3 from the New Living Translation. Here's what it has to say. Trusting in the Lord. My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this... You'll live many years, and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you'll find favor with God and people, and you'll earn a good reputation. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. And don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths, and all her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her, happier those who hold to her tightly. By wisdom the Lord founded the earth, by understanding He created the heavens. By His knowledge the deep fountains of the earth burst forth, and the dew settles beneath the night sky. My child, don't lose sight of common sense and discernment. Hang on to them, for they will refresh your soul. They are like jewels on a necklace. They keep you safe on your way, and your feet will not stumble. You can go to bed without fear, you will lie down and sleep soundly. You need not to be afraid of sudden disaster or destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from being caught in a trap. Do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it's in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, Come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Don't plot harm against your neighbor, for those who live nearby trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done you harm. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. There you go. That's your words of wisdom from the New Living Translation, is the name of that, Uh, Proverbs chapter 3, in the Old Testament of the Bible. All right. We'll be back right after this. Greetings, Guildies. I'm Kenny. And I'm Jenny. After listening to Take Him With You, why don't you tune in to Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the web series, The Guild.
1: Each month, we'll bring you the latest news about the Guild cast, including what projects they're working on and what conventions they'll be attending.
0: Also, we'll be updating you on the current season.
1: We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes fun of Season 2.
0: As well as having cast, crew, and fan interviews.
1: So head over to iTunes and subscribe to Knights of the Guild.
0: Or go to our website for a direct download at knightsoftheguild.podbean.com. Zaboo! And you know, <laughs> since they recorded that promo, they have a really cool thing. Uh, they, you can go right to directly to www.knightsoftheguild.com. And uh, you can go right to their main domain right there. It's very, very cool. Hey, listen, if you get a chance to help us out with the podcast, we would really appreciate it. I'm not going to spend a lot of time begging for money, but I would ask if you uh, listen to the podcast every week and you can spare $5, 10 $50, whatever, uh, we would certainly appreciate that. We're doing an experiment here and trying to pay the bills while encouraging you. So if you get a chance, head on over to TakeHimWithYou.com. And uh, if you can help out, that would be just awesome. We would really, really appreciate it. Amy and I would uh, be very, very blessed by your help. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, we send one out every Monday morning called The Weekly Encouragement. And uh, those are $20 a month or more. And you get one every Monday morning, and that's really cool. But uh, if you want to help, please do so. We would really appreciate it. Thanks. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. SCI-FI ENTERTAINMENT NEWS AND COMMENTARY I am Locutus of Borg STAR TREK EPISODE ANALYSIS CAPTAIN OF THE USS
1: ENTERPRISE
0: Poki religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Trucks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at trexinsci Did you know that this podcast is actually produced by my parent company called Moyer Multimedia? Moyer Multimedia LLC is a production company. I do jingles. I do songs, intros, and extras. I take pictures. Boy, do voiceovers, audiobooks, you name it. Um, I can do it right here in my home studio. And and, uh, I even design business cards and stuff like that. So if you want more information on that and you think you or someone... Uh, might benefit from it, somebody that you might know, uh, head on over to my website at www.MoyerMultimedia.com. That's MoyerMultimedia.com, all one word, and check out the video that I have up on there. It tells you kind of what I do. Check out some of my prices and things, very affordable, and I think people would really enjoy that. So come on over, check it out. It's fun. Okay. Time once again for Food for Thought. This week, I had the privilege and the honor to sit down with my lovely wife, Amy, and we got to talk a little bit about some of the experiences that we had years ago, and she joined me, and I think you'll really enjoy the interview as we talk about getting out of circumstances uh, where we were really disappointed in leadership. Our pastor uh, had really messed up, and we kind of had to pick up the pieces in our life and go on. And I think I think you'll find some really, really good information in this interview that would help you if you've been through a, a rough time with a boss or a difficult person, a family member. Take a listen. Tell me what you think. In fact, um, I had a really nice... Um comment on uh, our last episode. I'd like to read it to you before I uh, share the interview with Amy. Here's what one person uh, posted on our blog. said, very good episode. This is last week's dealing with difficult people. I usually hold my breath when words like sociopath are used as the meaning often is only understood poorly, but that's not the case here. Rick, I think you've done a fantastic job. I appreciate how open you are with the emotional devastating events that you share with us how you handled those events, and their consequences. I believe you covered all the major points important for this topic step by step and have given very sound advice. I agree with all of them. I hope you and your family find the strength to forgive those people and let go of the pain they inflicted. And that was posted by Cosmonaut. So I want to thank you, Cosmonaut, for your uh, comment on the blog, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, we've we've spent a lot of time forgiving some folks uh, that have hurt us, and... You know, life goes on, and you'll hear some about that today. So here's the interview. I hope you really enjoy it. I'll be back at the end to say goodbye and introduce next week's subject. program. I happen to have my lovely wife Amy with me. Hi, Amy. Hi, honey. Uh, you haven't been on the program for a while.
1: Nope, I've been busy doing my computer job and um, then a couple times a month I um, usually go over and um, visit my uncle and clean his house on the day you report. In fact, you're
0: headed out today to do that.
1: I am and you know what I'm so excited about?
0: What, air conditioning?
1: Yes, he has air conditioning. It's nice to have uncles that have Air conditioning. air conditioning yeah yes yeah, he i talked to him on the phone and and he's like well you sure you want to come out i said are you kidding you have air conditioning
0: well you know we have uh we've been having 100 degree weather here in the northwest which is really rare for us
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: barely ever get this this hot ever
1: we rarely get over 80 yeah yeah
0: so that's been a little bit too hot and of course our house really warms up and Mm -hmm. it was what just a few minutes ago it was 77 inside and 77 outside and Mm -hmm. it's nine in the morning so (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it it gets it gets hot and the odd thing is since it was over 100 yesterday our house really didn't cool down an awful lot no
0: it was pretty warm it was hard hard to sleep yeah well, anyway, that's not, we're not here to talk about the weather, even though it's kind of different. And people listening yeah. to the podcast probably aren't listening during that time anyway, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. But uh, in the last few programs I've been talking about down for the count with a question mark and um, our experiences that we have had in church settings where the leadership has gotten in trouble or done something bad. Mm-hmm. And so we talked a little bit about surviving through the rough times or we have that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Last week I I discussed um how to deal with difficult people because in all walks of life we have difficult people to try and get along with. Um some actually have personality disorders. Some some are just, you know, have weird habits. Um others, you know, it, it it's for they know what they're doing. So it's it's kinda different. But dealing with difficult people is a is a really good subject because we all have difficult people in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm difficult. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh, did I just agree with you? you? did. I did. Yeah. But I love you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyway, all that to say this, um, I thought it would be interesting for our listeners, the, everybody that listens to the program or the podcast now has heard kind of our story about how we were at a church where um, I discovered the pastor being um, um, in adultery with at least seven women and from there there's a lot of weird stuff we found out as we unfolded and we brought a, another church up to help us get Very through it weird. all. Yeah, it was really really strange <laughs> stuff and we felt pretty devastated by that whole situation, but we survived.
1: Yeah. It, but it
0: wasn't without some pain.
1: Yeah, it knocked the air out of us for a while because um we just didn't expect that, you know, you're going along and serving God and All excited, we had a thriving youth ministry there, and we did Christian concerts, probably once a month. You know, you were preaching at the jail and the mission, and Mm -hmm. I was doing the youth or children's ministry, and you know, things we thought were going pretty good, but um, then then it kind of just felt like we got punched in the stomach when we found out our. Our pastor was unfaithful to his um, wife and, and really to God. Yeah. And um, used the Bible of all things to seduce women. It yeah. Was it was, sick. It was
0: <laughs> it, well, not kind of. It was.
1: It was very sick.
0: Well, anyway, we, we had some, I mean, we were pretty naive. We were young and we didn't realize that there are people in the world that are, that claim to be one thing, but really aren't that. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. not every not every church has that not every pastor is like that of course there's some very very hard working faithful men and women of God that serve the church and serve people and you know mm-hmm. we don't want to ever sound like everybody's bad
1: no and you know sometimes I think people can even start out good but just lose their way and things can get twisted up you know and um, I think you know, in a lot of ways, that's what happened in that that particular case. Um I remember when we first started going there, the pastor talked about integrity and keeping his door open if he was counseling a woman or having someone else there, and then yeah. went from that to not only did he shut the door but locked the door and kept it locked for course, three hours at yeah, a well, time. <laughs> we didn't
0: know that we though. didn't
1: know that until the secretary finally confided in what you know yeah. what was going on there and you know that was that was just a really sad time in our lives but um but you know Jesus didn't do that you know and um we were able to get through it through um looking looking back to Jesus and getting our eyes off men
0: yeah and so i thought we, it would be interesting for folks to maybe hear some of the things we learned through that time mhm uh, because we, we haven't just been through it once.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, not the same situation, but, but some similar other difficult situations, yeah,
0: some other things, but we'll talk about the other situations on a different podcast down the road when things are a little easier to talk about. But at this point, you know, over 15 years ago, we went through this situation and here's some of the things that we learned during that time. The very first one was, uh, something that your grandpa, grandpa, who was 98, I think when we talked to him. hmm over at his house, on his on his deathbed, was waiting to go be home with Jesus, and and uh, he was gave us some sound advice. Why don't you tell us about that?
1: Um, well, yeah, this was literally like maybe twenty four hours before he actually went to be with Jesus, or maybe forty eight hours. But um, he, you know, we went to go encourage him, and he like preach to us and he said you know don't get your eyes on this off on this doctrine or that doctrine or this person or that person he Said, keep your eyes on Jesus and that alone that little sermon that my grandpa who was a farmer by the way not a preacher but he knew the Bible backwards and forwards and you know he knew that people could get fanatical or zealous over one doctrine or one person. And, and when
0: Amy says doctrine, she means like one belief about what the Bible says yeah. versus another belief and where it can be interpreted a, a few different ways. Some people get on this one particular mm-hmm. thing and that's, you know, that's what she's talking about.
1: Yeah. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, but anyway, you know, he said keep your eyes on Jesus and that kept us through the the last 20 Um, plus years and even before this church situation happened I remember we had someone um, who had been kind of in leadership in our local college that had professed to be a strong Christian and we saw him walk away from God and get into partying and I mean, drinking heavy and drugs. and Did he ultimately women. kill himself? And he ultimately did kill himself. And it was like, here he'd been around the college preaching at everybody. And, you know, and then he left his wife. And it was just a horrible mess. And, you know, then took his own life. And, you know, so right after my grandfather told us that message, um, we had to start putting it in practice because... And this is the biggie. You ready for the biggie that I learned through uh, through that whole church situation where the pastor kind of fell morally and everything?
0: Kind of?
1: Well, he, he really did. But what I learned is that God is God and man is man. And there is a heck of a lot of difference between the two. Absolutely. <laughs> and you... I think you have to not expect men to not act like men. Men make mistakes. Men are fallible. You mean
0: humankind Human, now. Not just men, but men and women. Yeah,
1: yeah. But human beings are fallible. We make mistakes. It's trial and error through life. Um, the only one that's perfect is Jesus Christ. And, um, and... <laughs> people yeah. couldn't stand him and they killed him, you know, <laughs> Yeah. you know, so even he had a hard time with being perfect, but yeah. you know, we, we have to realize that people are going to do stupid things. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to hurt people. And you, you just have to go, well, that happens and keep your eyes on Jesus because he's the only one that can help you through these times. Now,
0: there's nothing wrong with being disappointed in, in people because of a position that they hold and that they, they, they are required to have a certain amount of integrity. Mm-hmm. So it's not wrong for us as human beings to see, to see a pastor or a priest or a leader in a church or a religious organization and expect them to be living a certain way. That That's not wrong because the Bible does talk about a certain standard of living. What I think is wrong is that we put too much emphasis on that person not being human Mm -hmm. or we put them on a pedestal or we make them... Again, it's good to respect people and it's good to learn from them and everything, but if you take it to an extreme and sometimes I think in Christianity, at least in, in church circles we've been in, we kind of make christian superstars out of the leaders and mm-hmm. they're just they're just they're like just everybody people. else they're just like us and
1: my my grandma used to say my old scandinavian grandmother and she wasn't a christian by the way but you know just her years brought wisdom and she goes every man puts his pants on the same way
0: <laughs> which is is true
1: yeah i mean it's i mean you can give someone respect because of their wisdom or their diligence or you know but you, you don't worship people.
0: Right. And we're not supposed to worship people and we get in a lot of trouble when we do. Yeah. And I've been guilty of it. And that's I think you you often say to me that I have a problem with expectations because I mm-hmm. do expect a lot out of people. And so if they don't deliver that or they do something really off color, what happens to me? Well, I then you I, get dispo- disappointed. I get very disappointed and discouraged because I had this ideal in my head of what they were supposed to be like. There's only one person that will ever measure up to what I really believe, and that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if I keep my eyes on Him, your grandpa had some great advice. If I keep my eyes on Him and not worry about this doctrine or that doctrine or you know this position or this this place, then then I'm going to be okay because mm-hmm. Jesus won't disappoint me. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay, how about, the, the what, this is one of the things that I learned, is never underestimate intuition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God has made us, as human beings, intuitive. We do see things, and some of us more intuitive than others. We call that in the Bible discerning of spirits a lot of times, that God can give a gift to people to cut through situations and see the real thing that's going on, uh, because mm-hmm. really, ultimately, God is the one that knows really what's going on behind the scenes. And and uh I remember there was some warning signs that I saw but I I clouded it over with that naive no, they would never be like that. But you know what? If it feels uncomfortable, it probably is.
1: Yeah. And I remember that that situation <laughs> um the situation we went through, um, in the church that we did all the concerts at and you mm-hmm. know. Um I remember the very first time um, you took me to meet the pastor, and I got a creepy feeling, and I felt like there was something shifty there, and later I thought, you know, I should have shared that with Rick, but...
0: Well, and this is what I found, Amy, is that your first impression or you, you have, you see, you've been a Christian much, a believer much longer than I have. And Mm -hmm. I think when, when you come into a situation, you can kind of feel what's going on. And I think you sell yourself short sometimes, not, you know, anyway, yeah, you do Mm -hmm. have a lot more insight than I do. And I should, I've learned to listen to you. And
1: part of that, I know, I know this sounds funny, but you hear about women's intuition Sometimes because, not all the time, but quite often women are more sensitive and pick up on things they recognize. They're just, we're more emotional. And sometimes that can drive people nuts. But other times I remember a situation that my mom, who was not a very emotional person, Um, My dad had agreed to do something and she started crying and she goes, this is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. I I don't think we should do this. And um, my dad did it anyway. And it ended up being a real mess down the road and caused a lot of relationship issues and hurt.
0: And pain. And
1: pain. And, you know, if he would have listened to my mom, Mm -hmm. um, those relationship issues might have been prevented and you know so you know I'm not saying that always oh you have to do everything your wife says because she she has in, this intuition ability or whatever but it doesn't hurt to listen and pray about it <laughs> if your yeah. wife is getting a strong what sometimes in the religious circles we call a check in the spirit <laughs> I
0: um, like that a check in the spirit I'd like to get a check in the spirit <laughs> for about a million bucks <laughs>
1: Well, but what, what I but I mean, what 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 I religious know. people mean by a check in the spirit is that that intuition, that that thing where you
0: you feel funny you about feel it, feel
1: funny about something, kind of like oh, there's just not something right about this, mm-hmm. and you know that could be God's Holy Spirit kind of warning you about yeah. something, and yeah. you know.
0: Well, and again, too, I think, again, if it feels uncomfortable, it probably is. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times if you're asked to do something or you hear something that just doesn't sit right, um, you really need to go, go and search that out a little bit and see, mm-hmm. you know, if you're asked to do something that you don't feel comfortable with. We live in the in United well. We live in the United States of America. Yeah. I don't know where you live. If you're listening to the program, you could live in a different place. But most of the places that, that pe- people get this podcast at, you live in a place where you're free to choose what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And if if it really feels uncomfortable, um, the only reason you should ever feel uncomfortable about something in a church situation is if you're being challenged to to be better or being challenged to, to live up to a certain thing or, or challenged to... Um, improve your life that's not a bad thing you can be uncomfortable about that because nobody likes change but if you're asked to do something that you just don't feel right about like compromise your morals or or hurt someone or or go off track from what the bible says and do this because this man had a revelation or whatever and mm-hmm. you know if you if those things start to happen you know get out because mm-hmm. if, if you feel uncomfortable it probably is
1: okay I hopefully this isn't off the subject, but it just came to me. Go ahead. Do you remember the name of the book that was about guarding your marriage? It was called Hedges. Hedges and loving your marriage enough to protect it by
0: Jerry Jenkins.
1: Yeah, I would really suggest that um, book just because for for Rick and I personally. um that really helped us prevent um a lot of problems that other couples had because um going through that situation before um i wouldn't meet alone with a male pastor
0: yeah you wouldn't
1: i just i don't need to do that um i'm glad you didn't and i you know that one book that's something that I just had Because
0: he would meet alone with with ladies mm-hmm. and then groom them. He'd start by sitting yeah. he would sit in his normal chair but then, you know, five or six counseling sessions later he was sitting on the couch with them and then pretty soon he was sitting right next to him then he put his arm around him and it just progressed and from there was, to where know, he was having patting
1: their legs having and, sex yeah. with him, which yeah. is yeah. like hello.
0: First this is he not right. first
1: he acted brotherly, then fatherly, then like a husband. <laughs> yeah,
0: which is like what no, in the world?
1: No. No, no, we don't need to go there. But anyway, um, there are preventative measures that you can take to protect yourself mm-hmm. from from getting into weird things, you know. Well, yeah. like a like
0: a sideways hug or a nice you know, a pat on the back or something like that is normal. But if somebody yeah. starts to be physical that isn't your spouse mm-hmm. or even if there's young people listening today that you're single or, or and you're going through whatever and and uh you know, somebody gets very affectionate towards you, be really careful because yeah. Um we live in a time now where, you know, boundaries and borders are very important and mm-hmm. you need to respect yourself enough to, you know, if it feels uncomfortable, it probably is there's something going mm-hmm. on there.
1: We've actually when we were youth pastors taught our youth leaders
0: how, how to, to hug, hug people, yeah.
1: You know, because sometimes unless you're taught how to hug in a loving but non-sexual way, yeah. And um, sometimes it can get Misinterpreted and well, it can not be just misinterpreted, but, and, but our bodies physically, physically react, we <laughs> yeah. physically
0: react to things. And if, if you know, if this, um, well, many of youth leader have fallen and been t- removed from ministry because the young teenage girl who is. You know, real pretty and everything just keeps hugging on the youth pastor and gets too close and and things (laughs) get misinterpreted and all of a sudden, wham, you're in trouble.
1: And, you know, I believe in healthy affection. I believe in healthy touch. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: um, and that can be healing. It can be nice. But you need to learn how to do that in a way that isn't inappropriate
0: well even if, if folks if you're listening and you're not in you don't go to church or things like that but you're in the workplace this is the same thing yeah. that happens in the workplace and you know with sexual harassment the way it is here in the united states people can get in a lot of trouble now mm-hmm. uh, but i've heard a lot about bosses being too affectionate or you know um, spending a lot of times with a particular employee you know of the opposite sex or whatever but it just gets all messed up really mm-hmm. quick and if it feels uncomfortable there's probably something wrong. Mm-hmm. And you, and you need to set up some boundaries and say, you know, I don't feel comfortable with this. I mean, many times we would uh we had a policy at the last church I was at where we did not meet um alone with a lady or somebody from the opposite sex in our office without a big window so that everybody could see what was going on or the door wide open or another uh female um employee would come in and another meet with person, us yeah. another person would come in and meet mm-hmm. with us and the only the only reason for that wasn't cuz we were paranoid but because in nowadays there's so many abuses that happen we just didn't mm-hmm. want anything to you know we didn't want our integrity to be questioned and uh, a lot of stuff there and it may sound extreme to you and stuff but you know what it really isn't when you get right down to it because uh, nowadays it could be your word against somebody else's mm-hmm. and and even getting accused of something now in the workplace or in a church or wherever pretty much can shoot your whole career down mm-hmm. the on, down the drain
1: and you know we we actually had heard of a past young a youth mm-hmm. pastor yeah. who um was accused of something by one of his youth workers and he lost his church position uh-huh. his family left him yeah and later she admitted that she had been needy and that she had made the, it all up. The person up. that accused it, yeah. But yeah. That she had made it all up and that nothing happened but here he was that without was a job and without a family and you and there know, was so he could do. So it's it's important and and this can apply to other work situations besides church work. It's just Yeah. it's good to put a hedge not just to protect you but to protect other people yeah. and your family, your career. Yeah. It's a good thing.
0: Well, uh, again, the uh, one of the reasons that we were able to survive going through such a rough time like that uh is because we we put up some guards and we mm-hmm. we discovered now we won't ever have that happen again. We thought
1: well, and not and exactly but, the but same. then
0: things we we were involved in another situation later on, where similar type of things happened, but not in the in the sexual sense uh but that we were taken advantage of um and we did see some of these signs, but we didn't follow them
1: yeah. uh we
0: didn't or we didn't respond to them or we we um
1: well, I, I think sometimes um, we get in positions where we really want to be loyal and we want to be faithful.
0: Well, and I think at the heart of everybody, we want to be loved and needed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we will compromise our integrity, not really realizing it because we want to be accepted or we want to do we want that to be task part
1: of something. or we want to
0: please yeah. our boss. I mean, if our boss comes in and says, I'd like you to do this project and and then throws in a couple of weird things. You kind of yeah. overlook, you know. Sometimes we overlook those things to get to the end of the of the job, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, in that we can really get hurt. Yeah. If we don't follow some of these signs, because if it does feel uncomfortable, it is. And I remember many times in the last situation we were in, when when I would feel uncomfortable, I would bring that up, and um, and most of the time I was able to get out of whatever that was and yeah I, do it right. But I, other times, I remember
1: times, no. <clears throat> one time when your boss had asked you to meet him somewhere with a female employee and to drive there with him with the female um, co worker and mm-hmm. and you said, um, my wife and I agreed that we weren't going to go places alone. You know, for yeah. for one thing it, it, it looks lo- bad. It looks funny, you know, to see a pastor around town driving around with a, a secretary woman who's not his wife or something wife. and and yeah, it can you know, and it, it's kinda sad in some ways that you have to care about how things look. But
0: but the gossip in a small town goes fast, trust yeah. me. Yeah,
1: so, you know, there, there's a scripture that says don't do anything that causes a brother to stumble. And mm-hmm. that's basically, you know, try to live your life in a way that isn't going to um, cause, well, cause yeah. harm. <laughs>
0: Long story short, though, he got really mad at us. But eventually we took separate cars and that's how it worked. And, and uh, I felt better about it and he was mad at me. But you know what? <laughs> <laughs> i don't care no, we're, so we're still married yeah and we that's are a good thing. And, and nobody talked <laughs> nobody got any gossip on us so yeah. that's that's good um the other thing that i wanted to say one of the things that we learned was to never follow somebody blindly mm-hmm. ask questions but do it in a way that's not critical now mm-hmm. that sounds kind of funny but there is a way to um well how do you say it um if you know you don't just follow anybody blindly you can bring up things without mm. being mean about it
1: yeah the the bible way to say that is entreat and you're probably trying to figure out a way to say that but it's to respectfully ask someone questions instead of coming off like you know it all
0: and, and you know and if somebody gets mad at you if your boss gets mad at you because you're questioning things and you're doing it in the right spirit then there's something wrong with your boss because I know for me when I was a boss and I had employees um, I did not get, I mean, I might be upset if they didn't like my idea, but I certainly would listen to them if they respected me and they loved me and they started talking to me about stuff. I would listen to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have had people that I've worked for before that did not want you to question them at all. Mm-hmm. And then there was something wrong. And so we, I would not put myself in that situation. Or never again. say no. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, we, you know, that's one of the things that I said last week on, you know, these narcissistic bosses and, and, uh, and sociopathic behavior, personality disorder, folks never like you to say no to them because. Mm-hmm. So what it does is it embarrasses them. They want something to be done. You're a, you're an object that they're using to get what they want, and if you say no to them, they are f- just furious.
1: Well, and, and and you
0: should always, you know, what in a relationship, you should always be able to say no. Yes, you to someone that and, is that's called freedom.
1: And you can say it in a respectful way, like you were talking earlier. Just say, you know. I'm not comfortable with that. And, and, you, and, and don't we, do it
0: to be lazy. I mean, you're not saying yeah. no to somebody because you just don't want to do your job or whatever. We're talking about ethical issues and mm-hmm. morals and, and, you know, compromising your integrity. You should or, always have the right to tell somebody, no, I cannot do or that. Or
1: sacrificing your family. You know, if, yeah. if your boss is asking you to put in, you gazillion know, hours, 80 hours that week, you know, and
0: you've got kids and stuff and a wife, you know, that's not good. It,
1: it's okay to say, you know what? I I don't want my um children to grow up without me. I yeah. I can work overtime once in a while, but every night is is pushing it and um you know, there's there's um no is a hard word for a lot of us to say, but it's I might an do a whole word. podcast
0: on learning to say no.
1: Yeah, it's hard. I have a yeah. hard time with it sometimes. Yes, you do. Yeah. And um I'm I'm learning and I'm working on it because um, you can't do everything.
0: Well, healthy relationships, every healthy relationship, whether it's a work relationship, family, whatever, you should always have the right to say no. Mm-hmm. That's really important. Now, there's something that you have shared with me that is easier for you it's not as easy for me because i remember things uh well no i don't know how to put that sometimes i don't remember things i don't want to remember anyway <laughs> that's true <laughs> um you were saying the other day when we were on a walk that uh the situation we went through 15 years ago doesn't hurt as bad because feelings fade over time could you explain mm-hmm. that a little
1: bit well yeah i i just think it's it's the grace of god i I remember being really devastated um, when our pastor fell morally, and um, to the point where, because we were so involved, we were the youth pastors, children's pastors, Rick was a worship leader. We were very involved in that, the church. Um, Rick headed up all the evangelism. Um, we were so involved that when the pastor fell, it was devastating. And I remember kind of i was not kind of i totally went through a grief process where i felt numb i felt angry i felt um just sad depressed um and it was really heavy and then just recently um you know, he moved back here and I thought, oh, am I going to be... Moved back into our town. Moved back into our town after being gone for a while. And it was actually thought, a few years ago now. I thought, oh, am I going to be freaking out if I see him again, you know? And actually, I never did see him again, which is odd in a small town. But, um, but you know, the pain of it had had faded and I had moved on. I had kept my faith in Christ and became a little wiser and... Not as um, oh, blindly trusting, um, but but it had faded, and and that gives me hope that in other painful situations we come um, go through in life that you have to remember. Well, you know, it took maybe ten years or, or five years or whatever for it not to turn around and make knots in my stomach. But eventually it did and I'm not exactly
0: You mean eventually it didn't cause I mean, knots it, in your it, stomach.
1: Eventually, yeah. Eventually I was like, Oh yeah, that was a hurtful time in my life but you know, I I didn't get that physical nausea that i did for a while
0: so in other words hang in there it gets better as long as you've resolved it in your own heart and Mm -hmm. you've dealt with issue you've forgiven folks and stuff yeah you just got time will time doesn't always heal everything but it does if you resolve
1: things and and even though you forgive people um that doesn't change the fact that what they did it was wrong it it just kind of frees you up.
0: Well, forgiving somebody and trusting somebody are two different things. Mm-hmm. And you can forgive somebody and you can go on with life, but you don't necessarily have to trust them again. Yeah. I mean it's I mean if their behavior says I'm not I'm not um, safe. Yeah. Then you don't have to trust them, which is the last thing
1: it yeah. In and, our
0: in our things that we learn trust is earned. Yeah. And you it's know, not just given.
1: One one example that we have thought of is you know, if you know someone has, is a convicted sex offender and they've hurt children many times over, you can forgive them, but you don't put them in charge of your children's ministry. Right. You don't say, "Okay, can you run the daycare?" Well, and, and-
0: for instance, like a pastor who abuses the position and abuses women or something like that or or does something, you know, steals from the church or whatever, you don't put them when the, even after they've, you know, maybe repented or 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 Turned around and been sorry and been you know served time or whatever. You never put them back in that position again because they've ruined that trust. Mm -hmm. And and not that God can't restore people, but it's just not wisdom to put them back Mm -hmm. in a place where they're going to be tempted again to do something that is of of weakness for them. Yeah. Yeah. So it just you know trust really is earned. It's not just it shouldn't be just given. And I think a lot of times we as people need to you know earn. Or earn trust of others, but also we need to we need to be you know, go into relationships with our eyes wide open instead of mm-hmm. shut. Mm-hmm. Just because of the goal ahead of us, if we want that great job or we really think the pastor is charismatic and really a good teacher or whatever. You know, don't let the gifts and the position stop you from thinking, stop mm-hmm. you from, you know, evaluating because You know, God gave us a brain. We're not supposed to be stupid. Mm -hmm. And we're not just supposed to blindly follow whatever. There are things that you can look for. and, And not everybody's, no, no, I don't know anybody that's perfect. And I'm not saying you have to have perfect relationships and stuff. But you certainly should have your eyes wide open. And, you know, there's some really cool people out there that you can work for. Or if you're a boss, there's some really cool people that work for you and you may want to reevaluate some of the ways you treat them and and you may want to reevaluate some of the ways you look at your pastor or your leaders or your priest or whoever um You know, you may want to give cut them a little slack at the same time, but Mm -hmm. also be aware of the signs that there's sometimes some difficult people that we that we work with that are in high positions. So,
1: Um, one last thing, and then I need to go clean my uncle's house. Okay, all right. (laughs) Is there's a scripture in um, Proverbs that says, "Above all else, guard your heart." Yep. And um, I just wanted to say that you know there's different levels of involvement and. You can be part of a church or part of a business, and it doesn't have to consume your whole life. Mm -hmm. You can guard your heart. Um, You can guard, you know, and it can be sometimes women in relationships or men in personal relationships will abandon everything, the rest of their family, the rest of their life, um, for an unhealthy relationship. And um, I... I think it's interesting that the Bible would say above all else guard your heart mm-hmm. and um, you know your heart is a very special thing that um, I I read in one book um, that an analogy of your heart being like a garden and a garden is very beautiful but if you open the gate to your garden too wide and let everything and everybody come in It will trample that garden, and um, it really will just be smashed to bits. And Mm -hmm. so it's not that you don't let anyone into your heart. You will trust, and you will let people in. But just guard the gate, and don't let everything and everyone in all at once. Um, Have some wisdom.
0: Yeah, and I think, too, for us, we realize that our relationship with God didn't depend on a priest or a pastor it It really a personal relationship is just that it's a mm-hmm. personal relationship, and I think we drew closer to God as a result of some of these rough times, but that's mm-hmm. how we got over it, yeah, is we spent more time we kept our eyes on god yeah uh we we prayed more, we spent more time personally in our personal mm-hmm. relationship with God and realized that we were sometimes letting that other person who was up there in leadership kind of act in proxy for us when mm-hmm. we shouldn't have. We ourselves could go to God. So there's yeah. a lot more that we could say, but we don't have time on this yeah. program to do that. Maybe we might do some stuff down the road on that. But um, let's pray for folks. If, if okay. you've know if you been through a rough time or, or uh, you've been disappointed in a leader, leader or a boss or something like that, or you're in a situation where it's really rough, we'd like to pray that you can come through that and come out on the other end okay. Mm-hmm. So Amy, I'll let you start and I'll finish. How's okay. that sound?
1: Sounds great. Dear Father God, we just lift up the people listening to this podcast, and I pray, God, that you will help them have discernment about um, when and where and how to open up um, that gate to their heart, and that they will have um, the ability to let people in and share their lives, share... um, what you're doing in their lives, and and another thing, Lord, is I just pray that that today, if they haven't opened up that door to their heart to you, Lord, that they would consider that because you are the only person, Lord, that won't trample down everything in their lives. You you won't um, hurt their heart. You will. You're here to heal their heart. And, um, yeah, you might encourage us to pull a weed here and there, but you are so loving and so forgiving and so kind and so gentle. And I just pray, Lord, that today, um, all of us would have our eyes on you and, um, realize that only you are God and that men are never going to be perfect but we need to keep our eyes on you and not on men. And um, I thank you, God, for being a good example and for being loving, for being that loving Father and that good friend. We give you honor and praise, God.
0: Amen. You said it all. That was good. Okay. That was great. That <laughs> I was, great. was
1: waiting for you to come in. And Sorry, I was just <laughs> thinking. You know,
0: the only thing I could think of is that I just pray that God would rescue you if you're in a situation yeah. where you feel uncomfortable or you're being mm-hmm. asked to follow someone blindly or or you're involved in something that's just so much more dogma and doctrine instead of relationship i just pray mm-hmm. that you can get out of that and and or, go or forward in your life with or that. if
1: it's an unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. um a controlling relationship abusive, abusive yeah. um god does not want that for you
0: no he wants you he doesn't need you don't need to be in an abusive relationship no Okay. Thank you, Amy, right. for joining me and uh, head on off and right. see see Uncle Al.
1: Yes, he's he's so much fun.
0: Okay, I have love a, him. Have a great time and thank okay. you. Okay,
1: you're welcome. Bye-bye.
0: Bye bye. Bye. There you go. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I always like having Amy on the program. I wish that, um, like I say, you know, if things picked up a little financially for us here on the podcast, I'd have Amy on more often, but right now she's working full time, and uh, we're trying to make ends meet, but I'd like to have her on more often. I Wouldn't you agree? Don't you think she's really good on the program? She has a lot of great insight, and I like listening what she has to say. I hope you do too. Why don't you let us know? Give us some feedback. Email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. We would love to hear from you. Really we would. It really helps us as podcasters to hear some feedback and uh, it's just it's really good for us, trust me. Because sometimes we feel like we're just speaking into the air <laughs> and we know we're not because we have, you know, thousands of downloads. So it's not it's not like that. But you know what I mean. Anyway, next week, tips on dealing with change in our lives. Yeah, have you ever thought, gosh, I wonder how I'm going to be able to handle this change. I'm going to be talking about a book called Who Moved My Cheese, which I really, really like. And I'll talk a little bit about that. And we'll talk about how to deal with change in our lives. The episode is called next week Cha cha changes <laughs> I think you'll like it. See you next week on Taking With You. And thanks again for all those two who have helped uh Donated to the podcast this past uh, couple weeks. We really appreciate you. Uh, you know who you are, and we do too. <laughs> so thanks. Thanks for helping us out. We really appreciate you. All right, that's it. I'll see you next week. Taking with you is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. For more information, go to MoyerMultimedia.com. Copyright 2009, all rights reserved.